Blog Talk Radio. That was Bob Marley with Stir It Up, and you're listening to The Drum Radio, courtesy of the Marcus Ground Project. I am Candice Bree Love, the producer. And I'm Sherelle Jones, public relations manager for Stir Agency. We are your hosts for today's show. If you have any questions for our guest today, you can call at 646-378-0992 after the interview. For those of you who have never heard of STIR Agency, we are I Create Winter Bootcamp Class of 2016. We have 15 members with multicultural backgrounds and a lot of experience. We're always cooking up ideas and causing emotion, or should I say, stirring things up. Next Friday, January 22nd, we'll be hosting our networking event, The Lemonade Stand, from 6 to 8 p.m. at Leo Burnett. If you're in Chicago, come and meet us. Their agency wants to bring you an unconventional networking event experience with interactive artwork, open bar cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, and event souvenirs. Today's theme for the show is Stay Inspired. Here's David Bowie with Changes on the Drum Radio. Keep it locked. And these children that you sit on and they try to change their worlds. Are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. Change it. Change it. Don't tell them to blow up on out of it. special guest for today. She's the media associate at Golan, an agency based here in Chicago, and she's one hell of a public relations manager. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Brittany Wright. Brittany, we're so happy to be talking to you. So excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for interviewing me. Thank you for being here. Of course. So we have a few questions for you. Uh, The first one is going to be a blanket one. So why PR? Um, I love this one because I'm very non-traditional. I actually knew in high school that I wanted to do PR. So prior to me selecting that, though, I was a journalist. Um, I was on the newspaper and on the yearbook team, and I kind of foresaw that journalism was coming into a place where it was, like, dying, or at least print journalism, mm-hmm. at least. And so once I foresaw that, I was just kind of like, mm, that's a little rocky territory for me. That seems a little uncertain, so let me find something else. And prior to that, I was kind of interested in broadcast. I love to talk to people. I'm interested in the media. So I'm just like, what is something I can do to be able to marry all of my strengths? And then that's kind of when I stumbled upon PR, and I haven't wavered since. So since I've been a junior in high school, I've known that I wanted to do PR. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, you can write, you can you you can definitely have those uh, relationships with people. You love to interact with people. Absolutely. So do you kind of, 
do you kind of feel like you're kind of doing the journalism thing, even though you're NPR? Um, I would have to say that I do the backside of journalism. Mm-hmm. So specifically okay. what I do as a media associate is I pitch to the media what stories I want them to cover for my clients. So basically mm-hmm. I'm supplying you with all of the information. I'm saying, hey, Walmart is having this super cool holiday special. You should write about it. Here's some of our key messages, you know, and giving that to the journalists so that they can in turn write the story. So I'm on the back end, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like you're doing all the background work, the work but right. you're not. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So how was your transition from college into the agency life? Um, It's so weird because I feel like I've been out of college for forever. But um, <laughs> so, so I graduated in May of 2015 from Columbia College Chicago. Quick shout out. And I ended up doing the Marcus Graham Project exactly one year ago. So I was just in y'all's shoes about a year ago. Um, And so prior to me graduating, I ended up um, getting an interview at Golan, and then I ended up starting my internship on June 8th. And then the first week of September, they transitioned me on full-time. And so then I was working 100% on Walmart. So it was super cool, but – it's just a different type of transition because it's like you're coming from a place where people are holding your hand and people are overseeing you and you have professors that you can always go to and you have them for guidance and, you know, they're constantly looking mm-hmm. for you to succeed. And then when you step into this whole world of corporate America, you're kind of like, I no longer have anybody to hold my hand. I'm now the person who is my biggest advocate. If I don't speak up for myself, you know, people are not going to be like, hey, like I think you should give Brittany this super cool opportunity because – You know, I think she's really cool. Like, no, I have to do that for myself. So it has been a bit of an adjustment, but it's been an adjustment for the best. I feel like towards, like, my senior year of college or undergrad, should I say, because I'm in grad school right now. But um, towards my senior year, I was kind of just like, I'm over it. Like, let me break into the industry. So I was ready. (laughs) Give me a job. (laughs) Exactly. Like, give me this guap. Like, it's no shame. (laughs) (laughs) And you broke into it very well. Like, you trans. You know, you trans. Yeah, you had a smooth transition. Okay. You know, it's a lot of a lot of college students who graduate, but then their first year is hell for them because they're looking for exactly. A job, you know, I mean. My main thing is just, like, I always have a plan. I do not act without a plan. And so Mm -hmm. literally a year, I always say I'm planning my life a year before it actually happens, which could be detrimental or really, really good, and it's worked out to be pretty decent for me so far, so I'm not worried about it yet. But I feel like I was laying the foundation of what I wanted to do. So during my junior year, I said my senior year, I want to simultaneously work in the industry while obtaining my master's degree. But in order to break Mm. into the industry, I know that I need to have an internship at a particular company. So I started researching companies. I'm like, okay, there's the Edelman, there's the Golans, there's the Weber Shanwick. Where exactly do I want to be? And then when the Marcus Graham Project came about and we got to tour Golan, I literally walked around and fell in love. Like, girl, I think I had a tear in my eye. I'm like, this is exactly where I'm supposed (laughs) to be. I had, like, that breathtaking, chilling moment, like, this is my spot. Like, I have to do anything I can to get here. So it was just like coming here and seeing that literally like ignited that fire under me that was just like, it's go time. Let's make it happen. And it happened. <laughs> so speaking of like what you did coming out of college or in your senior year of college, do you have any tips for seniors in college, juniors in college, or just interns, how to stand out, you know, what type of path to take? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um 
I kind of I, I say this all the time, and I feel like the hustle is sold separately. Um, don't get so caught up, and I need to learn how to do these types of things because 95% of what you're going to do on the job, you're going to learn on the job. But what you do need mm-hmm. to do is you need to come into whatever agency or wherever you're going to be working at with a hunger to learn more. I've often been told um, by some of my superiors in the agency that people are willing to help me because they can tell that I'm genuinely interested in learning. And people are always right. going to help those people that they see advocating for themselves. So to put that all in a nutshell, I think that my main piece of advice is just to remain hungry and remain humble, just always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you interned at the Marcus Grant Project, you basically had those same characteristics, which land you an- another internship at Absolutely. Golden, right? Absolutely. Um, my role in the Marcus Grimm Project, so I was the public relations manager, which was a little different for the dynamic of the group because everybody is pretty much so heavily advertising-based. So there wasn't necessarily a whole, whole lot for us to do from the PR front. So I always try to think, outside of the box. So I'm not limited to my Mm -hmm. job description. What are some other things that I can do to help take my team to the next level? So for our Mm -hmm. particular project, we had to create a campaign, a multicultural-facing campaign for McDonald's. Now, with that particular campaign, um, we had our creators, but our creators were no shade. They were Caucasian. So I would come Mm -hmm. to them and be like, hey, like, if y'all have anything that y'all want to put out to the AA consumer, please gut check it through me first before, you know, you come up with this super cool storyboard or whatever you have, this super cool creative, and it doesn't resonate with my people, you know. And I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I like to be all end all of, you know, African-American people, yeah. but, you know, just trying to, you know, insert myself into different types of conversation and really maximizing on that opportunity. And then in addition to that, I feel like I'm a chatterbox. I'm so sorry, y'all. But in addition to no. that, um, I would just kind of say, like, just kind of really truly making the most of that experience. Like, what exactly are you willing to put in to get out what you want to get out from it? Does that make sense? Right. That's awesome. That uh, kind of leads me into a question about uh, just your your experience as a black woman in the field of PR oh. or just in advertising. Um, you were saying how you, you kind of wanted them to check with you before they, you know, had anything that was, like, marketed towards African-American people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to know, like, you know, black culture has definitely become more mainstream. Uh, black culture and pop years. culture, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. So that's been happening more and more often. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger. And I want to know, do you feel like your opinions and ideas in the workplace are more valued now or 1,000%. Um, 1,000%. So so let me lay the, the landscape for this. So this summer when I interned, I was a multicultural consumer intern. Um, my main client was Wells Fargo, so I did all um, African-American-facing consumer work for Wells Fargo. Um, mm-hmm. So in that particular position, of course, um, that's what I was there for. That's what I got paid for to give you the African-American perspective, right? So now mm-hmm. fast forward to to where I am now. I actually mm-hmm. just worked on a campaign called the Peanut Vendor Social Almanac for the National Peanut Board, and mm-hmm. their target was millennials. And so some of the things that they were looking for, they were looking for different predictions. They were looking for pieces of content. And when I'm scrolling through the content, mind you, we had 366 pieces of content. So I'm scrolling Uh through the content, and I'm like, none of this is resonating with me. And I'm like, 
if the majority of millennials are multicultural, how are you going to reach them with this content that is not multicultural facing? So Mm -hmm. what I went and did was I said, hey, hi, team, not quite sure if you've thought about this from the multicultural perspective, but because X, Y, to the Z percentage of millennials are multicultural, I think that you should think about it through this lens as well, and here's some different ideas that I had. So now me taking that leap and taking that plunge, my supervisor was Mm -hmm. like, hey, like, thank you so much for pointing that out. We literally were blind to it. We did not think about it from the multicultural multicultural perspective, and I think that these ideas are super cool. And then when we had a meeting with the broader team, when she pitched the ideas that we came up with, all of the ideas that she used as examples were my multicultural ideas because those were the ideas that resonated more with everyone. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you have to – you have to – come with, like, the attitude and the knowledge of it. So because I'm a black person doesn't necessarily mean that I know every single last thing about black culture. That just gives me, mm-hmm. you know, the social back end to say, hey, like, I know about this because I am this. But when you come through with, like, that research and the statistical backing for that, how can they tell you no? How mm-hmm. can they refuse you? You have to always make sure that you give no one a reason to tell you no or no one a reason to not believe in you, you know? Yeah, you are dropping gems. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's your game plan. You know, they try to look over you, over you know, you know with a project that has something to do with you, something you can, you know, definitely have an impact on because exactly. you are in the multicultural field. So, exactly. so that's your game plan, Bestie. Just you said, what, look, what, look, I'm here. Just look, I'm here. I'm in the exactly. building. Come to me. This <laughs> something has to do. This is my life right here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, um. Speaking on the other end of that, um, what do you think are some of the struggles that professionals who are, like, minorities deal with in PR and advertising? Um, for starters, we're outnumbered. <laughs> we're vastly yeah. outnumbered. Um, in my office, there's about 250 people, well, maybe 200, 250 people in my office. We're the headquarter office, so, of course, we're quite large. But there's only 15 African-American people here. Like, I can literally gather mm-hmm. us up, you know what I'm saying, in one little baby wow. room, and we're all here at wow. present. Like, it's all of us. Um, so I think that's a struggle because it's, like, it's always difficult to be what you can't see. And I'm very, very big on, you know, that and mentoring and trying to make sure that, young brown girls who look like me can see me doing what I'm doing so that they can feel empowered to do what it is that they need to do. Um, So I said all that to say, it was a certain point where I was kind of just like, I want to be around people that look like me. Like I'm getting, I don't, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had that moment of this is disappointing. But kind of mm-hmm. the type of person that I am is I like to create change. If I'm in a situation and I don't mm-hmm. like it, instead of moping about it, what can I do to mm-hmm. change that? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from there, yeah. um, I ended up creating a proposal and sending it up to some of the higher ups for a program that seeks to implement diversity specifically within Golan as an agency. So basically what that looks like is that we are trying to get more um, black people into the agency via, like, our internship program. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's super cool. It's kind of under wraps, but it's some things that we're working on. But I said all that to say, like, 
if you ever feel like you're in that type of a situation, I feel like your perspective is the thing that's going to pull you through. If you're looking mm-hmm. at it through a negative scope, of course nothing but negative you know, negative things are going to come from that scope. But if you're looking at it from that positive perspective, you're going to be happier, you're going to feel better about it, and you're going to feel empowered enough to evoke that change that you want. So I guess that's the first part of that. But then the second part of it is everybody has heard the twice as good argument. Um, I live by that. And and, and to be completely honest, that's one of the main reasons why I'm in graduate school right now, because you always have to have that extra something that shows mm-hmm. everyone, you know, why you're worthy and why you're here. Um, I feel like when you do get into an agency, it is easy for your work to speak for itself. And then kind of bouncing back to the question that you asked earlier about, you know, black culture becoming mainstream culture and, you know, that mm-hmm. thing, not only – can I service the general market, but now I can also service the African-American market strategically. So in addition to what it is that you do, I have this whole other thing that I can bring to the table too, this whole different perspective that you can Uh research, but you can never live that. You get what I'm saying? Uh So going back to changing your perspective, you have to have the perspective of, not only am I doing all of this, but I can offer this too. And you kind of got to have that mm-hmm. I'm the shit attitude when you're walking around the office. Oh, yeah. Not, you know, not to a, you know, an off-putting way, but it's like you have to be very comfortable and confident in what you're doing. And when you exude mm-hmm. confidence, people feel that. And people are like, hey, like, I don't know if I've ever met this girl, but it's just something about her. And I just feel like she does really good work, you know? So just perspective. Yeah. I, I like that idea of uh, being more positive and, and asking yourself, what can you do to change something instead of, Quitting Absolutely. or leaving or complaining about it, like that definitely is. And what are you in grad school for? Um, I'm in grad school. I'm getting my master's science in integrated marketing communication. Um, okay. Really quick blurb on that. I feel like a lot of the agency agencies in the communications industry are becoming integrated. So, for mm-hmm. example, we started off as a public relations agency, but we now have, like, a huge creative department. Um, of course, we have, like, our marketing people, you know, so mm-hmm. everything is literally becoming one. So what I really wanted to do with this degree was to be able to be that go-to person that knows how to integrate all of those things together because that's where the industry mm-hmm. is facing. All right, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So going back to making your company multicultural, you're breaking down these barriers. You know, you know, in the college, you see a lot of people of our color, you know, a lot of black people going into nursing or criminal justice, you know, stuff they feel mm-hmm. comfortable doing because you see other, you know, you see our other people of our own race doing that. Exactly. I like the fact that you are breaking down that barrier. Just look. To say, look, we have other fields too. Like we need more people and of our color still in, play in those too. fields. <laughs> exactly, we can do anything we put our minds to, and we can follow our own goals. Just because, you know, other people of our color not doing it, that doesn't mean that we don't have that. We would have to do that, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the corporate world and being black in the corporate world, you know, <laughs> people seem like there has been a debate on. Have you know showing off your natural hair, like wearing froze at work and stuff like that? How do you feel about how do you feel about that, honey? I wear my natural hair every day. <laughs> like literally, uh-huh. I mean, I think I don't know. I may not be the best person to answer this question, only because 
Golan is the type of agency that takes you as you are. Like you, of course, you can't come in here with coffee stains on your shirt and your pajamas on, and you got on house shoes. Like, of course, you can't look crazy. But we're not like a suit and tie everyday kind of agency. So, given that, they kind of like you know accept you as you are. But on the mm-hmm. other end of that spectrum, I just feel like do what makes you happy. And if people don't understand mm-hmm. it, educate them. If people are like, hey, can I touch your hair, or hey, it's super cool how you do this, or how do you get it to curl up, and I'm just like, mm, I just add water to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, <laughs> in turn, educate those people on why this is a part of who you are and why this is a part of your culture. But to go back mm-hmm. to the original question, I don't necessarily see the issue with wearing your natural hair in the corporate office, but I will say this. There's a difference between being polished and being unruly. I would never just, mm-hmm. like, Wash my hair, let her air dry, and just come to the office because that's just not my texture. Roll out of bed. <laughs> right, you're like solid. <laughs> I know my texture. I know my strengths. That's not it though. Right. <laughs> I yeah. say you could wear a fro. You could wear a fro. Just have your edges laid down. That's all that matters. Have you have your edges laid, laid down. Laid. Laid. You're gonna look good. <laughs> <laughs> it just have to be laid. Right. Exactly. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit and um, ask you about how do you stay inspired? I know PR is a lot of writing. I'm a PR person, press releases. How do you stay inspired and how do you continue to think of new ways to connect with people? Ooh, girl. Give me one second. That was a good one. (laughs) Um, To be completely honest, I would have to say, like, my biggest inspiration and my biggest motivation is, like, my family and, like, the people. I know that sounds, like, crazy, but, okay, I'll start with the letter of my family. Um, I'm a first-generation college student. So my parents didn't go to college. My, You know, before them, everybody didn't go to college. But what everybody has done is try to lay this landscape so that the generation that comes after them can do better than them. So my parents made sure that they embedded, like, you have to have an education. You have to be successful. You have to be this. And they beat it into my head. And it's just like, I feel like I owe it to them to be successful. I feel like I owe it to them, you know, to be everything that they imagined me to be and then some. So that's that layer to it. But the other layer is that, I feel like I've taken it upon myself and put it on my back to be the person that every brown little girl who's interested in anything that I'm doing can look up to and be like, damn, I can do that because she's doing it too. So with that, I feel like I always constantly find myself in situations where I'm like, hey, like just trying to connect with so-and-so and so-and-so because I feel like I could, you know, give you some some good advice or some good anything. Like I even just came and spoke to you guys last night. Like mm-hmm. I just always try to make sure that I'm setting up the next generation for a better spot than I had. And I feel like oftentimes okay. in the African-American community, we get to a certain level of success and we look back and we close the door, forgetting that yeah. somebody had to reach back and pull us up as well. Mm-hmm. So what I always want to do is I want to keep that door open and I always want to keep my hand behind me reaching back to pull my people up with me. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like... Girl, you better Girl, y'all got I'll tell you. 20%. Girl, let them know. I'm with you. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, like, so I just, I feel like I've just taken it upon myself to be that person. Like, of course I have a job right now, but I still look at job boards to see, hey, like, I know a person who's interested in this, and this might be a good fit for them. And when I send it to them, I'm like, hey, look at this. But also, if you need me to, I can look over your resume or your cover letter as well. Like, Mm -hmm. The goal is that we all win. It's never been a competition for me, you know, so I always want to make sure that every single last one of my people are on and winning and eating well. So, Speaking of eating, be bad PR. Please tell us about be bad PR. (laughs) Okay, so 
just a little baby piece of background on me. Um, I spent two years at Central Michigan University. It was a very mm-hmm. traditional college, um, and I came from an arts and sciences academy high school. So kind of, I was it was just super, super artsy. So when I went to Central, mm-hmm. it was kind of an adjustment for me, and I just kind of looked around, and I'm like, not to toot my own horn, but I felt like a big fish in a small pond. And so my goal uh-huh. was not to be a big fish in a small pond, but to toss myself into the ocean and see if I can swim with the sharks. I don't know if it's sh- sharks in the ocean. Right, Whatever. right, no. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, let me toss myself into Chicago and see if, you know, I can really roll with the big dogs. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Chicago is the perfect place, you know, to test myself out. So prior to coming to Chicago – um, I just felt like everybody in Chicago just had it going on. I just felt like everybody here was everything. So I'm like, what can I do to come here and be competitive within my industry? So that's when I decided mm-hmm. to brand myself. So my brand is, of course, Be Bad PR. B standing mm-hmm. for me, of course. And then bad stands for bold and distinct. And my slogan or okay. phrase, if you will, is in a society where bad is the new good. So Ooh. once I decided upon okay. all of that, I created my website, Quick Baby Plug. I'm, re- I'm revamping it right now, but it's www.bebadpr.com. All of my social handles are at bebadpr, follow at your own discussion. And um, <laughs> my blog is bebadblog.com. Um, but, no, yeah, so with all of that, on the website, you know, I had, like, my different service capabilities. And within, like, a couple of weeks I had people reaching out to me like, hey, um, you know, is there any way that I can get a consultation or, hey, I want to hire you for this project mm-hmm. or, hey, I want to do this, hey, I want to do that. So before I knew it, I was freelancing. So by the time I moved to Chicago, literally the first week of classes or, like, the first week I was really here for real, I had landed three clients that were on retainer. I had ended up landing an internship at the Discovery Clothing Company headquarters. I had signed a lease for my very first apartment, and it was something else profound that happened, but it was just like that was God's moment of telling me, like, baby girl, you made this move and I got you, you know, because, like, everybody was worried. They were just like, girl, what are you doing? You going to Chicago? You know something about Chicago? Like, what you doing? Like, my mom was all stressed out. Like, my dad was a little shook. I'm like, I got this. Like, just give me a second. But, no, yeah, so that's all that Be Bad PR is, baby plug. Within the the coming months, I'm going to be rolling out a video series on, you know, how to pretty much conduct yourself within the industry. So it's going to start off with, like, branding yourself, then it's going to talk about, like, how to land, you know, the internship, how to interview for the internship, how to slay the internship and transition it into a full-time position, how to conduct yourself within the industry. So you Mm -hmm. guys be on the lookout for that. I will. You started that. You started that in your second year of college. Yep. Summer going into my. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you also, you're also um, a part of the uh, AKA. Yes, and it's our founders day. It's Kiwi Sora. Happy Founders Day. Happy Founders Day. That's Thank awesome. You. <laughs> okay, so Brittany, we have a caller who wants to speak to you. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Hi. Yeah, this is Travis, and I'm calling from Nashville. Hello. All right, Travis, you're actually from my hometown. How are you doing? Oh, awesome, Candace. Um, I'm calling because I'm interested in PR as well. Okay. And I, I was really inspired by your message of uh, being bold and distinctive. Oh, thank you. Uh, what keeps you inspired? Kind of going back a little bit to earlier, just like knowing that 
I have no other option. <laughs> like, if if I don't make it here, like, there's nothing else that I can do. So I have to continue to, you know, to do what I have to do. But I think the main thing is just, like, always keeping your end goal in mind. When you lose sight of your end goal, then it's like, what are you doing? Um, I feel like I wake up every morning, too, and I know my purpose. I know why I'm here, and my purpose is to help people. Now, whether whether that's in the sense of I need to help my clients achieve their goals that they're paying us for, or whether that means I have a peer who is looking to break into the PR industry, and I'm helping them to get there. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that's what really, truly keeps me inspired. But if you want to chat offline, you can email me at b right with the W, so W-R-I-G-H-T, at golin.com, at G-O-L-I-N.com. So just email me. Okay, okay. Um, do you have any, I guess, any any words of wisdom before we get off the line? As far as breaking into the public relations industry? You know, it's about life. Yeah, I mean, I would just, I would just always say, you know, stay hungry, stay humble. Um they can, you know, like I said earlier, the hustle is sold separately. So just make sure that whatever you're doing, you're going into it with this hunger and this passion for more. And when people see that, people are going to want to work with you and, you know, afford you different opportunities and you'll have that visibility that you're wanting. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you. We definitely see that hustle in you, Brittany, and it's inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Travis, for coming online asking the question for Miss Brittany right here, the hustler, the boss, the leading lady. <laughs> Y'all yes. painting me up. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you just came in here and dropped gems. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> you dropping, you dropping business and PR bars right now. You spinning you know. bars. <laughs> bars. Really appreciate it. Of course. All right, we have one more question. If you weren't in the PR industry, what would you be doing right now? Girl. (laughs) Um, To be honest, and this is something that might come into fruition a little bit later, but I'm super, super, super excited to to help other people achieve their goals. Like, it's something about me helping somebody get to where they want to be that just fulfills me. Like, it's one of the most fulfilling things. Um, So with that said... I would probably be working as, like, a consultant to help transition, like, minorities into their careers. Oh, that's awesome. And that might come into play soon, wink, wink, so we'll see. (laughs) I'm going to be on the lookout. That's something that's a passion of mine as well, (laughs) giving back to the community. Like, I feel you. Absolutely. Thank okay, you. thank you, Brittany, for <laughs> for um, calling in today and giving us some some insight. Thank you for your time. You could have been anywhere else and doing anything in the world, but you're here talking to us. Right, of course. And thank we so much for having me. You have inspired us, but we have another caller. <laughs> okay. Wow, I didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> I thought it was over. Okay, caller uh, with the 678 area code. What's your name and where are you from? My name is Alexis, and I am calling Hello. from Atlanta. Hello. And, hey, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm actually like a very close friend of Brittany's, and I just wanted to call to let her know that I was listening 
and to tell you how I am so extremely proud of you for everything that you're doing and to keep up the good work. Aww, and I love honey. you very, very much. I so love I just want to I know. Girl, I've been at work, like, huddling for my phone on pause real quick <laughs> and call my boo. So, yeah, I just want to call real quick, tell you I love you, boo, and keep it up and just, you know, keep inspiring me and everybody else out here. So Aww, you just gave up. me chills. Thank you, baby. I do. I like you. Okay, now I'm text you later. No, you aren't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. All right, Brittany. <laughs> All right, Brittany. Uh, we are definitely showing you some love. We have another caller from the 574 okay. area code. <laughs> What's your name and where are you from? Hello, my name is Patricia and I'm from London. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Brittany? I've been listening to your podcast and it is quite fantastic. Thank you. You're so welcome. I had a question for you. Brittany, have you ever considered traveling internationally, and what is your goal for the next year? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've ever considered traveling internationally. I've never thought about it, I guess. But goals for the next year, just working on finishing up my degree. I'll be done with my master's in December, but we can definitely oh, talk offline. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Well, your story is quite inspiring, my love, and it's so nice to hear a woman being so strong in the workplace today. So I just wanted to congratulate you once again and tell you thank you for your service as a wonderful citizen and as a woman. Thank you so much. You are very welcome, my love. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, our lines are hot right now, Brittany. These people <laughs> love you. They want to talk to you. <laughs> like, you are definitely inspiring some people now. Oh, okay, you guys who are about to make me cry. <laughs> oh. You definitely, definitely. It's like we have like two minutes left. If there are any more callers, please call in right now. Any more callers? Okay, we have another caller from a 989 area code. This is caller, what's your name and where are you from? <laughs> Hi, I'm Quintisha Walker. I'm actually Brittany's sister. She is. Oh, hey, sister. <laughs> hey, sister, how are you doing? This is a family I'm doing Thursday. great. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm in L.A., and I've been listening to you on your lunch break, and I just wanted to tell you that I'm so proud of you. But I also want you to mention um, your extracurricular activities in the past and how you try to reach back to the community so far as talking to high school students. Yes. And coming back home, and you're always ready to chat with people and inspire others. Yes. I didn't hear you talk about that, but you started well on before you got to Chicago with doing things like that. Very true. Okay, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> um, I've always tried to align myself um, with those who I see are, you know, who put into themselves. So I've always made an uh, open line of communication with, like, different high school mm-hmm. students in my area. Um, a lot of the, mm-hmm. the brown girls from my hometown of Saginaw, Michigan, they always reach out to me, and I always make sure, you know, I'm keeping them inspired. Um, even just recently, I've done a few different panels at Columbia College Chicago. I did mm-hmm. a public relations industry panel where I was actually an industry professional, which felt super weird because I've been to a ton of them, and it was, like, weird to be on the other side of it. But um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of students, you know, just kind of come up and say, hey, like, this truly inspired me. Like, can we keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. So that's always, like, super cool. But then also um, 
I've had a lot of different professors kind of for my name and my contact information to some of their students as someone, you know, that they should be in contact with. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just always, I'm always mentoring. I'm always open, you know, for people. So if anybody is on this line and they feel like they can identify with me and they want to mentor, please reach out. I'm at PR on all channels, um, PR at gmail.com for my email. Just anything, please reach out. I'm always willing to help. That's awesome. We need that. We really do. If we ha- we're going to extend this um, interview for a few more <laughs> minutes for our callers, strictly for our callers. If you're on the line and you want to call in and ask Brittany a question, the number is 646-378-0992. And we have another caller from the 703 area code. Caller, what's your name and where are you from? Hello. My name is uh, John. I'm from the Netherlands. Hi, John. How John, are you? How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, I have uh, just one uh, one question. What is what do you think the future of PR is? Where do you think it is heading? Oh. Um, are we? Or is it going to be strictly <laughs> online and Twitter, or um, is it? Or are we going to still want to see face-to-face relations? I'll take the answer off the line. Thank you so much. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, am I supposed to answer it or? Um, okay, so I feel like I see the future of PR becoming much more digital. I feel like the actual like relationship part of it will never change. I feel like that's what our industry was was founded and based in, and I feel like that can never um, never leave. But I do foresee it being more digital. So, for instance, as far as like press releases, I'm seeing a lot of like Twitter press releases or. Even um, Mountain Dew, I want to say a couple months back, came out with a um, like an emoji press release. Like literally, their entire press release was like emojis. So I feel like, as all industries, we're constantly looking to—I don't want to say remain culturally relevant, but we're trying to stay with mm-hmm. the times and not be so rooted in our ways that we um, let the industry pass us by. But I do feel like mm-hmm. once again, it's becoming to become more digital. That was a great question, actually. Yeah, that was. Very good. Very good. You have people coming from all over the world that just calling, and <laughs> this is a great interview. <laughs> this is an awesome interview. Yeah, but that's all um for today. Thank you, Brittany, for coming in and Absolutely. calling in and, you know, being here with us. We highly appreciate that. Give us your Twitter handles one more time, your your Instagram, your Twitter, where we can find you. At be bad PR. And then website right, bebadpr.com, email bebadpr at gmail.com. Sorry for the plug. <laughs> all right, be bad PR. Follow her, you all. Thank you so well, much, guys. that's all for the show. Thank you. Well, that's all for the show. Thank you for listening and for Stir Agency, courtesy of the Marcus Graham Project. This is the Drum Radio. Uh, everyone have a great day. Do, do not forget about the lemonade stand January 22nd, which is next Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. here at Leo Burnett. Thank you all, and have a great day.